Kelsey has chosen uh, scripture uh, found in Matthew 14, starting with verse 22, which can be found on page 16 in your pew Bible if you wish to follow along. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Word of God for the people of God. I am Kelsey Burns. And I am the Ministry Exploration Intern, one of two interns here this summer. But what I really want you to know about me is that I started going to this church when I was five, and I am a child of this church, and I have loved every minute of it. Now, it was quite unfortunate that I had to spend a year away from this church, but, you know, to go to my first year of college, it was a bit important. But I stayed as close to home as I could, not as close to home, but I went to United Methodist College, which is Albion, and I have absolutely loved it there. I am studying psychology and Spanish, and I'm really excited about that, but what I'm really excited about is that I've decided to go into ministry, and so that is why I am here today in front of you and here this summer. 
Before I go any further, could you join me in a word of prayer? Loving and gracious God, please open our hearts and our minds to any little detail that you show us today through your word and through the message. I pray that you show us that you have reached out your hand to us and will never deny us grabbing onto it. In your name we pray. Amen. Those who know me, even a little bit, know that I love Harry Potter. I have loved it since I was a kid. I have read the books multiple times. J.K. Rowling is convincingly my favorite author of all time. Now you're probably wondering why I am starting my sermon talking about books about witchcraft and wizardry. Well, you see, the reason why I love Harry Potter so much is the same reason why I love the Bible so much. Now you really think I'm crazy, don't you? I'm comparing the Bible with Harry Potter. The reason why I love Harry Potter so much is because every time I read it, I find some new detail, some new connection, something that brings the books alive to me every time I read it. That's the same reason why I love the Bible. The Bible is this giant collection of stories and history and truth that every time it is read, no matter how many times it is read, a new detail pops up. Something that brings the word to life every day. Today's passage is one of my favorites because it is one of those stories that I heard so many times when I was a kid. Sunday school taught me this story. VBS taught me this story. Youth group taught me this story. And of course, VeggieTales taught me this story. They all taught me the same way, which is fine. It is a great message. The one that they tell is, you know, you keep your eyes on Jesus. You have unwavering faith in him. And you too will be able to do wonderful things like walking on water. And that's great. I know when I was a kid, I couldn't imagine something more cool than being able to walk on water. I wish I could walk on water. So of course, I was going to try and keep my faith in Jesus as good as I could. And that's great. You're teaching kids to want to have faith in Jesus. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons to teach kids. But what that message didn't do is set us and me up well for when we stumble in our faith. Yes, that is when and not if. Stumbling in our faith can be anything from letting life's distractions take our eyes off Jesus to doubting the foundations of our faith. The thing is, is that we all do it, and it happens to all of us. It happens to you, and it happens to me. None of us have a perfect faith that only grows and doesn't dip or dive or plateau all the time. I would like to take a quick glance at Psalm 37, verses 23 through 24 together. Our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our way. 
Though we stumble, I'm going to stop there. Keep it in mind, though, it's important. From what we see so far, we know that the Lord knows that we are going to stumble in our faith. He says, though we stumble. Doesn't say might or may or could. Though we stumble. It is not a question of if, but when. Everyone stumbles at some point. I have stumbled. Pastor Rick has stumbled. Pastor Amy has stumbled. I'm sure that there is a time that you can think of that you have stumbled. No one is so perfect to never have any kind of doubt. According to that Sunday school message taken from Jesus walking on water, if we stumble in our faith, we sink into stormy seas that are likely to drown us. That is pretty scary and intimidating. I know that I am not going to be perfect in my faith all the time, and I know that God knows I'm not perfect in my faith all the time. But according to what I've heard so far, I, what am I going to do if I stumble? I will drown? Knowing my love of Harry Potter because of its continuously new content, imagine my delight earlier this summer when I found a new detail in the story of Jesus walking on water. And imagine how much more excited I was when I figured out that it was the detail that fixed all of my worries about what stumbling in my faith meant for me. And it was all because of this simple phrase. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. No, Jesus did not scoff at Peter, walk over his sinking body, and go back to the boat, hoping that he would get himself out of the water. No, Jesus did not roll his eyes and let Peter get tossed around by the wave some until he thought he had enough, and then pick him up out of the water. No, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. Jesus did not wait another second to reach out to Peter after he called for help. This is so comforting. Peter not only stumbled in his faith while out on the water, afraid of the waves, he doubted Jesus for who he was and what he can do from inside the boat. It was only the evening before they were out on the water that Peter saw Jesus multiply five loaves and two fish so that 5,000 people could eat. And now he's doubting if that guy who could do that could walk on water? It was before this time that Peter would have seen as they were out on the sea with Jesus and a storm came raging that Jesus had power over the sea and wind as Jesus rebuked them and the storm was calmed. And now Peter doubts when he's out on the water that Jesus could and would keep him safe out there? I'm not here to rag on Peter. We all have our doubts. But you can see that Peter had some pretty substantial doubt that he was thrown at Jesus during this time. It wasn't just out on the waves. 
So if Jesus could forgive Peter's doubt, why couldn't he forgive mine? I don't know about you, but I know that I have stumbled in my faith. And there was a time where it could be considered more like diving. From 8th through 10th grade, I stumbled in my faith. It was that time leaving middle school when I had to choose for myself what I believed in, what I thought God was, who he is. And I had a really hard time figuring out for myself who God is and if he's even possible to the point where I don't know if I could have been considered really believing anymore. I would have these moments, though, as I was going through this time where I would see these moments here at church where I really want to be able to have that faith that I had learned about in Sunday school, especially with this story of Jesus walking on water. And I would have this moment, and it was hard because I would be involved here with choir and dinner group, and I went through confirmation through that time, and I had all these moments where I had to have this faith that I had learned about, but I just couldn't feel it like I knew I should. And so I had this guilt that ate away at me, and it just left me more emotionally torn about my faith than I felt before I had those moments. I was sinking in the water just like Peter. It took until Righteous Mission, the summer after 10th grade, for me to come to my senses and realize that I wanted to be able to walk on water again. And I knew from what I had been taught that it was possible with God and Jesus, but I didn't know how to get myself out of the water that I had sunk into. I couldn't reconcile my doubts. We as a congregation just finished a week of Righteous Mission. Our youth were in Kentucky, and I pray that they had transformational moments that I know happen every year and I know happened with me. It was a night after a great worship service. I can't tell you what it was about, but I know that it affected me because I went to bed that night laying in my sleeping bag in a basement of that church trying to stay as quiet as I could inside this room of 25-plus sleeping girls as tears streamed down my face as I prayed and pleaded to God that he would give me some, some kind of proof, something that I could hold on to so that I could believe again. That was my Lord Save Me moment. I am not up here to say that my prayer was answered like I wanted it to be. I did not wake up the next morning with proof of God's existence, with my doubts squashed and my faith stronger than it had ever been before. To be honest, I did not feel any difference for a while. The passage does not say how far Peter sunk before Jesus grabbed his hand. Some take the words beginning to sink to mean that he would have started sinking slowly and wouldn't have gotten much farther than his ankles deep in the water before Jesus caught him. I like to think 
that the laws of physics came back into play as soon as Peter began to doubt, and he sank like a rock. And he would have been fully submerged in the water by the time Jesus could catch him. Either way, the depth that Peter sunk into that water does not affect Jesus' reaction. And if he can, and if he will, pull Peter out of the water, it's the same for all of us. If you are sinking, no matter the speed at which you do so, or the depth out of which he has to pull you, he will grab you by the hand and pull you out. I had sunken pretty far into the water. Like a rock, I was headed toward the bottom, and I got pretty close to it. So it took a while, fighting against the currents that were trying to keep me down to get on top of that water where I should be. That's the part to remember and to keep in mind that sometimes the farther you sink, the longer the journey is to get back to the top. You have to make that distance somehow. And that's not true all the time. Sometimes Jesus could strap a propeller on you and you might shoot back to the surface. But sometimes you have to make that journey. It took me two, or a few months under two years later, after that moment in Righteous Mission, during my senior year, my last trip to Spring Hill, it's a weekend retreat camp our youth go to in the winter, for me to officially reaffirm my faith in Jesus. Up to that point, I didn't feel much difference. But I know, looking back from now, looking back at that time, between that moment in Righteous Mission to that moment at Spring Hill, I know that Jesus grabbed my hand immediately at that moment in the basement of the church and began to pull me out of the stormy seas. No matter if I felt the difference in depth or not, I will now finish the verses from Psalm 37. Our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds us by the hand. The Lord holds us by the hand, just as Jesus reached out for Peter. God knows that we are going to stumble in our faith. We will have moments or even years of doubt, but he knows this. And he will never let us fall completely, as was exemplified with Jesus' actions with Peter. Even in my darkest moments of doubt, I was still praying to God that he was there listening to my prayer. He did not let me fall headlong and completely kill my faith. He kept my faith alive in me even when I struggled with it, just as I know that Jesus would have never let Peter drown in those waters. Lord, save me, plea, or not. I had to have a Lord, save me moment, just as Peter did, to turn around my faith. That doesn't mean that I had to plead with Jesus to get him to save me. 
It just means that I had to be the one to grab onto his hand and let him help me out of the water. God and Jesus are always there with us. They are waiting with hands outstretched to bring us back closer to them. But they can't force us. We have to make that choice to grab his hand. When the storms of life shake our foundations, when the wind and waves become a distraction in our faith, or we worry that God and Jesus can't even fix what is going on, and we stumble in our faith, and we sink and don't know how to get out, and then think that God won't help, want to help us out of the trouble we got ourselves into, remember, Jesus always has his hand outstretched to us. No matter how far you have sunken or how fast you are sinking, no matter how ashamed or unworthy you may feel, Jesus will never deny grabbing your hand. There is no reason on this earth that is enough to make him deny you. Even if you doubt who he is and what he can do, the depth of the water does not matter. He will always be there to bring you back to him. If you feel like you are sinking or have sunk, or if you feel like you are drowning and can't get out, I challenge you to make the decision to grab Jesus' hand and let him begin to pull you out of the stormy sea. Maybe that decision this week only means letting out your plea of, Lord, save me. Maybe even mustering that plea is too much, as every time you open your mouth, more water pours in. Mm. Then you must trust, and I pray that you trust, that the Lord knows your heart, and as long as you are open to it, he will do the rest and pull you out. Maybe you feel like you are walking on water with Jesus at this moment. And that is great. But you know that the person sitting next to you or a person at home is sinking and is floundering to get back to the surface again. You can help them by... Helping them make that reach to Jesus' hand. Be that bridge, whether it be through spending time with them, witnessing to them your own struggles and times you have sunk in, and I hope through all of it, or at the very least, you are praying for them that their hearts may be open to the Lord's outreached hand. Remember, when you stumble... Don't feel like you have failed and deserve to sink. Know and be comforted by the fact that Jesus never wants us to sink. And he is here to help lift us out. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For the Lord holds us by the hand. Amen.